millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, William Liu. This is the... Uh, Canada Basketball Olympic Qualifying Tournament Reaction Podcast. There has to be a catchy acronym for that. Um, there probably isn't, though. And, um, yeah, I'm here to recap Canada's game against China, which, look, um, I, I think I told people this yesterday. Um, and this is nothing against the Chinese team. I, listen, I, I'm you know, I'm very proud of my country. I'm very proud of my people. Um you know, basketball is just it's, it's just hard for us. I don't know. Um, anyway, it's definitely not for a lack of love. For that, that's for sure. Uh, maybe as you can tell for me, but um, yeah, it just you know you kind of knew what was going to happen in this game. Um, I believe the line coming into this game was Canada by twenty two points, um, and yeah, I mean that sounds about right. And it finished with Canada winning by thirty, winning by a score of one hundred nine to seventy nine. Um, Look, I'll say this. There were some real moments that I thought China looked really good in terms of their execution. In, just in terms of execution. Um, they got some decent shots off. First half, they weren't making any threes. So that's always going to put you behind. But I, I just think that there were things that um, Canada just had clear, distinct advantages in. In terms of they're just way more um, athletic. And so when you're looking at, like let's say, the rebounding battle... Um, Canada just taking, you know, so many more shots than, than than China was able to, and I would say China's defense was not very solid uh, on the whole. Although I think part of that speaks to the the, uh, the difference in athleticism. But like, yeah, I mean, Canada got twenty offensive rebounds. Wow, okay, twenty offensive rebounds that led to them taking eighty three field goal attempts. China only got seventy off. So when you're talking about thirteen more shots just from the field, let alone the, the free throw line, which, um, you know. You know, China took 19 free throws, Canada took 24, so just a lot more possessions going on. Plus, Canada's defense was very disruptive um, in terms of forcing turnovers, uh, and Canada, honestly, from the whole, did a really good job defending. 
in terms of the ball and being secure in that front, only committing nine turnovers on the game. So, you know, it wasn't much of a game. And even in the first half, when there were some moments when they were closer, it still didn't feel like that much of a game, quite honestly. Um, You know, you just kind of knew that Canada was going to pull away. And that's exactly what happened. I mean... Um, you know, I could say that the score was more in the in between ten and twenty points rather than finishing by with losing by thirty. But you know, that's just kind of how the game went. And honestly, a very um, a very difficult performance to assess from Canada because I think it's harder to take away specific things uh, when the game is as uh, stretched and honestly as sort of lax as it was. Because you might say, well, you know, there were some things Canada didn't really do well. Um, for example, I, I thought they let um, you know some of China's shooters uh, come off the screen and be open. Um, <laughs> the end, the Gerald Henderson of this game for sure was uh, Hu Mingxuan, who um, had 24 points, a game high, made f- uh, four threes, a lot of them pull up threes off the pick and roll, Canada dropping back. But I mean, you know, I think you know naturally defense drops off when you're up 20 and you feel really good and feel very very at ease about the game. So it's hard to assess from that front. In terms of tactically, um, China opened the game with a zone defense against Canada. This is probably the best way to guard Canada. Um, first off, the FIBA rules are different. There's uh, no defensive three seconds, it feels like. Um, you know, I think that uh, the, the floor is also smaller. So it, it honestly just allows teams to play zone more effectively. And especially when you see teams that don't have as many athletic players as Canada, which is the whole entire uh, tournament um, for the, for the, in this side of the, in the qualifiers, um, you're going to see a lot of teams zone against uh, Canada. You saw Greece open the game in a zone against Canada. You saw China go to a zone against Canada. Honestly, there were a lot of moments where I felt like Canada's zone offense didn't look that impressive. Although I will say, I don't really feel like there was that much overall set offense run by Canada. Um, I think they were, they were able to really get... Just play a free-flowing style, get out in transition, and, and profit a lot that way. And, of course, anytime they missed, they were able to get the rebound and uh, get a second shot. So, you know, you don't have to run too much on offense in that setting. But I thought that the zone um, did give Canada some problems. I thought Canada's approach towards the zone was not always good. I thought later in the game, they were much better against it. I thought Nick and uh, his, his coaching staff did a really good job of preparing these guys. Uh, once again, they had the, um, the microphones inside the huddle. And so um, you got to hear Nick Nurse prepare his team, uh, basically anticipating that, uh, and correctly, correctly anticipating that China was going to come out of the timeout with a full court press. And, you know, uh, Nick was very, very, um, I don't know, it was just very clear in his communication of like, hey, this is what we're going to do. They're going to beat you in the press. We're going to have two guys here. We're going to have somebody stationed near half court, uh, you know, by the sideline and, 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 and the in the halfway line to make sure we receive the pass, get the ball into the middle to Trey Lyles. It was it was very nice to hear all that. I mean, it's it's very fun to hear that um, side of it because obviously you don't get to see that in the NBA. Um, and yeah, on the other side, you also got to hear plenty of the Chinese huddle, which obviously, you know, I mean, probably most people watching didn't understand what the coach was saying. But um, it, essentially, it sounded like my parents scolding me <laughs> as a child. Uh, the Chinese coach was very, very fired up. Definitely seems like a, you know, not hard on his players, just a very, you know, um, uh, he, yeah, he's, it's just some classic Asian parenting. I mean, he wasn't happy. There wasn't a lot to be happy with. I, I thought China's execution defensively was really poor. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the zone is something that Canada's going to see more of. Uh, so Canada's now won both games in group play, so they're going to finish top of Group A. Second place is going to be determined between the winner of Greece versus China. They both lost to um, Canada, obviously. So those two will play. Um, we'll see what happens there. Honestly, I, I, obviously Greece is the favorite, but I, the way China played, there were some things they were able to do. I was still you know, impressed with certain players on the team. I mean, Joe Chi, for example, was really good protecting the rim. He just didn't play all that much, whether that was due to foul trouble or due to him being tired or whatever. But he actually did a really good job of deterring Canadian shots and making people miss at the rim. Um, kind of like a... Uh, man, what was the way I described him before? Chinese Chris Taps? I feel like that's outdated. Chris Taps really fell off. So I guess more like Chinese Rudy Gobert at this point. Uh, but he is 7'2 or 7'3 and... Um, you know, he, he played really well. I think that's probably the other thing that um, maybe more I saw at the start of the game. It wasn't really like a, a long-term pattern over the course of the entire night. But, you know, I, I thought Canada did look a little bit weak to some of the taller players in the tournament. Um, I mean, I think Greece, for example, was able to score a couple of times through the pick and roll. They were mostly able to do that through their guards, whereas in this one, um, you know, early in the game, China was able to get the ball inside to Joe Chi. And the guy's 7'3", and Dwight Powell is 6'7", and 6'8", right? So it, there's a big height gap in terms of that, and I think Dwight has played really well overall. Um, and I don't want to discredit him. I don't think he was like a bad defensive performance by any means, but... I think there is that sort of size element that when you go against a different uh, opponent, let's say Turkey, for example, with with they have seven footers as well, um, they have you know guys who can play in the post a little bit more uh, physique to sort of hold their position and, and catch passes down low, like or they have even a guy like Shane Larkin was able to break down the defense and and then you know draw two defenders and dish it off to a guy like. That, that lack of size in the middle could be a little bit of an issue. I think that's something that you can identify with the Canadian roster just right off the bat. But again, we're talking about a 30-point win, so it's hard to nitpick these things. I mean, this is, uh, this is I mean, it was a really good performance by Canada. And, and I think, you know, I think a lot of the talent really came through here. Um, when you can just see Andrew Wiggins uh, running down the floor and just catching and shooting easily into a, a, a three from probably, you know, almost 30 feet out or when you're seeing RJ, you know, uh, force his way to his, his, his left hand, obviously everybody in the world, at least that plays basketball, um, knows that RJ wants to get to his left. And so they're playing him, um, away from that, but RJ is still forcing his way, still getting into his, his, uh, his left hand, drawing the foul, playing through the contact, still finishing with the, with great touch off the glass. Um, you know, there's talent there. You're seeing, uh, Lou Dort, what he does defensively. By the way, Lou Dort defensively is really just... Um, he's hes a menace. There's no other way to describe it. He's an absolute menace. The way he the hounds the ball, the way he's able to play on the baseline. Another time today, just like similar to the in the, in the game against Greece, where they're running a pick-and-roll action. He's guarding um, the, the guy in the corner and... Uh, you know, Greece is able to get some, you know, penetration. They're trying to find the dump-off pass to the, the rolling big man. And all of a sudden, boom, Lou Dort is on the scene, breaks up the pass, leads out in transition. The exact same thing happened here, um, the exact same way in the in the game in China. And also, like, just Lou is just, uh, he just wreaks havoc, man. I mean, I, he's, he's really, really fun to watch. Um, you know, honestly, there's some regrets in terms of guys not being on the roster. And that's fine. People have different circumstances. But I really do regret not seeing um, 
uh, Dylan Brooks and, and Lou Dortch share the backcourt. I honestly think that that would break some international codes or something like that. Like they, you know, you know, Canada might have to answer for that in the next G7 or something because those those two would have really done a lot of damage together. In any case, Lou Lord is doing the damage for two people. It's been really fun to watch him come off the bench and just guard people. And and Lou today, I thought did a better job offensively. Um, trusted in his three a, a lot more, which is uh, important. I, I do want to see him take that three. It's a bit of a slower release for Lou, um, and he kind of needs to catch it in the right way. Um, it's it's a pronounced release, and also uh, it, it takes a little bit of time, and a lot of the time, if he's the ball swings to him, he's going to try to look for a different option, look, maybe look to drive sometimes. It's not always in the, the mentality to be aggressive from the three-point line, but you know, he did really well. Three of six from three. I mean, I, I want to see Lou take those threes because, I, A, I think he can really impact the game defensively. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, today he was, you know, stayed out of foul trouble um, and, and really just pressured the guys um, nonstop. But I also think that, like, he he has things to contribute offensively. And I think that the more he takes that three, the more he's comfortable with that three, um, it just opens up a lot of great options because if he can space the floor a little bit, um, I mean, he already does so many other things really well. Rebounds well as well. Uh, gets into the lane, makes the right passes. Um, so, yeah, he was fantastic. Lou Dort was a plus 26 in this game. The only player better was Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who was a plus 30. Um, and Nikhil played really well, too, If you, especially if you look at the numbers. 11 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists in uh, 27 minutes. My only thing with Nikhil, and again, I'm nitpicking here because really there's there's so much to compliment. It was an overwhelming performance. They completely overwhelmed um, China's team. But the only thing to nitpick with Nikhil's game is I do feel like he is just not ready defensively. Um, and I mean that in terms of, I think, in the, Greek, in the Greece game, um, guys were going at him and working him in the pick and roll. Um, he was, you know, hung up on screens a few times, didn't really know... Um, which way to sort of force his man sort of uh, you know that that became a bit of a problem of course if you can't guard the ball that is that is a bit of an issue and even in this game you know I think Nikhil um, you know allowed that to happen a few times defensively as well there's one play where Dort had his man completely bottled up the you know the, the Chinese guard was just trying to drive as hard as possible and try to force up a shot but then Nikhil reached in from um, the baseline there just helping on the play for for in a play that honestly Lou doesn't need help, <laughs> Lou rarely needs help. But um, that you know bailed the 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 the, 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 the offense out you know, and got two free throws off the foul from Nikhil. So I would like to see better defensive discipline from um, you know Nikhil because he does a lot of things really well. I think it's really smooth watching his game. Didn't even get it going that much from two point range. Although I think a lot of that was the fact that China did have Joe Chi in the middle, which um, I mean he's. Chinese Rudy Gobert, so you know that's that's going to be hard to finish over a guy who's seven three, um, but you know I, I think Nikhil has a really really nice skill set. The shot looks so smooth, like it's it's really fun watching him shoot. He's got great balance, goes right up and down. Uh, he can shoot it off the dribble as well, and even when he drives inside, like he, he's slender, like he, he's not very he's not. Um, particularly strong he's definitely not like a Lou Dort body type but he'll put the shoulder into the guy neutralize the momentum and then step through for the finish he did that against Greece he did it against China today I really like watching him and I think that bench combination of of Nikhil and Lou Dort coming out the bench together has been really fun because 
Um, Nikhil is a complete different style of player than Corey Joseph. Corey's not really looking to score whatsoever. He's just trying to set people up. He got a team-high seven assists from Corey today. Um, There's one play where he had like two chances at a layup, but both times he forced a pass inside, and I think the second time he got Dwight Powell a dunk. Um, That's just kind of the mentality Corey's going in with. And, of course, he'll take some threes, but for the most part, he's just trying to set up the play, which is totally fine because in that starting group, you have RJ, who's been playing fantastic through the three games. Andrew Wiggins, who's been playing fantastic through the three games. So you don't necessarily need that from your point guard. But when they go to the bench, it's a bit of a different story. It's a bit of a different mix. You know, it depends on who's out there. Uh, we saw more minutes from Michael Mulder today. He mostly plays off ball. He's not going to initiate as much. Um, Dort, as good as he is defensively, isn't looking to assert himself as much offensively. So you do need Nikhil to come in and sort of, you know, create and work the pick and roll and, and get downhill and play in transition and lead the break. And, and he looks really nice. I mean, he made one really, really nice pass uh, coming off the pick and roll, uh, you know, bounce pass between two defenders to Andrew Nicholson. Nicholson blew the layup, but a uh, really nice find there too. So, you know, that's a nice combo, and I think, you know, Nick has that rotation right because now that you're bringing both those guys off the bench together, it kind of complements for each other's weaknesses. I think, obviously, Nikhil, not a very good defender. You pair him with Lou, Lou, the best defender on the team, period. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's not close. It, and there's other guys who can guard pretty well. Like, I, thought, I mean, honestly, RJ has done a really good job guarding. Andrew Wiggins has done a really nice job guarding. Uh, Corey's, you know, pretty good at pressuring the ball, very disciplined, and Dwight Powell's done a lot of good work. But Lou Dort is the best defender. I mean, he's he he. The other guys execute really well, and not with not with many mistakes. Uh, whereas Lou forces the other team into mis- making mistakes with how aggressive he is. Um, but you know, it kind of makes up for it. And honestly, the the fact that Lou's not trying to create as much offensively, that's where Nikhil can sort of imbalance. That off as well. So that's a nice pairing there. I really enjoyed watching those two. Um, today, we also saw Nick extend the rotation, which is to be expected. Second game in two nights. And this is a game where he didn't need to uh, extend minutes for any of his guys because most of the guys were playing really well. So um, he was able to get his whole roster on the floor. 12 guys played. Um, everybody except for Aaron Dornacamp scored. Uh, Aaron had um, and two open threes that he missed. Which is unfortunate, and he, and he committed some fouls. But you know, Bennett, Dornacamp, um, Trey Bell, Haynes, like these guys aren't really in the rotation, but uh, they got some time to play today. I th- honestly, Trey Bell had some. He had a nice floater, really, really nice floater. No line. You could tell he's skilled, um, even though he's a li- he's a little undersized. That's that's for sure. I, I think that's probably what's going to keep him off the floor here. Is just uh, he's uh, he, he's just small. He, he's just, he looks like six one out there. Um, and then Bennett is just, you know, on a night where other guys are playing really well, I don't think you really need to reach for Bennett all that much. I think the more that Dort is able to stay out of foul trouble and also hit his threes, he's another big on the team. And I know that sounds a little silly because he's only like 6'4", but, I mean, come on, man. This guy, he's, he, he, there's there's not a real defensive mismatch for him. Um, maybe until they play Turkey and you see some of their post-school guys. But for the most part, Dort's going to be able to guard every single person in Victoria at this moment, whether they're part of the, the the basketball teams or not, I'm sure Lou Dor can guard all these guys. Um, but I thought uh, Nicholson played a really nice role off the bench. Uh, he had 14 points in 15 minutes. Um, he, you know, look, the three-point shot is there for him. He's always had that in his game. That's what he was originally drafted to 
uh, the NBA for, and, you know, he flamed, I guess he didn't really flame out, he stuck in the NBA for a while, got a deal, and then went overseas to play, um, but anyway, N- yeah, Nicholson's three seems nice, He's, he was more willing to shoot that, but they were also trying to f- um, get Nicholson the ball in the post, and that seems like a nice little option as well, especially off the bench, just to have a guy who can do a little bit of everything, um, you know, defensively he's okay too, although he's definitely not as good as Dwight Powell, but he, he's not necessarily that big of a liability, uh, and offensively he's very skilled, so it, it seemed like, it, you know, whether... Canada was running that many plays, not that much, but it felt like they were trying to establish Nicholson in the post, in addition to the fact that he could stretch the floor. And it was just cool to see, you know, um, you know, post-game, you know, obviously everyone going for the handshakes, something like that. Andrew Nicholson, um, having played in China for the last few years, seemed very familiar with many of the guys, was smiling, and, you know, dapping guys up, talking to their coaches and stuff. So that was very cool to see. Um, what else happened in this game? Uh, Michael Mulder played... You know, not bad. Seems like there's a little bit of a bounce um, element to his game. The, the commentators seem to really, really love his athleticism. Called him one of the most athletic players they've ever seen. You know, I I could see some of that. I guess he's definitely athletic. I, 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 mean, I don't know. Maybe there, there's definitely more athletic players, but there is that element to his game. Um, we saw Mulder get up for a dunk at 6'3". We saw him um, get up for a nice little finger roll. Uh, hit a corner three as well. I think he's not, he's a nice option to have, uh, just mostly to space the floor as a guy who can sort of move around a little bit as well. There's not a lot of um, there's not a lot of moving kind of shooters, you know what I mean? Like there's uh, there's Nikhil who can sort of pull up. There's a lot of guys who can catch and shoot um, on this team, uh, but pull up and but like that kind of like moving off a screen, moving around, moving around, moving around, like JJ Redick style. Like I mean, I don't want to say Michael Mulder is JJ Redick. In that in that um, way, but uh, on this team, he does move around and try to relocate for threes and stuff like that. Uh, you know, I don't mind his game. Um, Trey Lyles is interesting. I think the starting five with him in it hasn't impressed me all that much. I don't think the numbers have looked necessarily overwhelming for 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 that group. Um, they didn't really get off to a great start against Greece, and in the second half, they they definitely went smaller, which was one of the big keys to. To overcoming the the deficit and winning that pivotal game in game one, um, and you know I, I think Trey does some nice things, but I think it makes other teams easy to like it makes their decision to zone can a little bit easier. Um, Trey can shoot; uh, he was one of four from three today, and and you know that was uh, that was that. But I, I just do think that like you know there's there just is a little bit less fluidity. With the two big lineups, even though Trey can make some plays, he can put it on the floor, um, you know, draw some fouls. He's a little crafty. He's got good size. You know, clearly a skilled player. But um, you know, I, I do see, I do see the best lineup for Canada having Powell in the center, uh, Lou Dort at four, even though he's going to guard ones, and then switch on to pretty much everybody except maybe fives. Although even with fives, I think it'll be fine, even without help. Um, RJ at three, Wiggins at two, Corey at the one, or even Nikhil at the one, depending on whether you're trying to protect or chase a, a lead. But, um, you know, I, I think that uh, it's not a bad thing to start bigger, too, I think, with Nick, because I think he can kind of adjust as the game goes on. Um, and I think he did an effective job of that against Greece. And in this game, he didn't really have to, because, again, most guys were getting their... Getting the points, and um, you know, I look I, again. Like I, like I said on yesterday's podcast, like you know, I, I think 
it was very very predictable what's going to happen here between these two countries and um you know I, again i just I, I feel bad i really do feel bad because i was really rooting for china not necessarily to beat canada but you know i wouldn't have minded um you know of course my uh, allegiances are split but uh i, I knew like this is kind of what it was going to be but it is what it is um it's not uh it's not so bad if china could beat greece greece gets knocked out in the first round that would be uh quite the upset and and you know a pretty good accomplishment i, I still doubt it i would definitely say greece is the favorite but you know they, you know there were some real skilled plays as well um and, and listen china's missing some of the best players <laughs> i'm sorry i can't even say it but um yeah, I, I did miss watching uh, Guo Island play. He's uh, he's really fun. He's got a he's got a Jordan deal. Um, he's been a really fun player in China for a while. Um, you know, different player from the other guys because most of the guys are most of the guards at least are sort of less physical, not trying to drive to the rim as much, trying to play more perimeter game, play pick and roll, stuff like that. Whereas um, Guo is able to have that athleticism to drive to the basket, some of the, the advanced finishing techniques and that. It's been fun watching him in previous tournaments, mostly in like the Asia Cup and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's also Canada had so much more talent. So it's, uh, you know, this is what you would expect. In terms of your three stars from this very lopsided game, I would say the first star for me, um, it's a lot of guys to pick from. I'll probably still go Wiggins. Wiggins was super efficient in his game. Um, 25 minutes for Wiggins, 20 points, 5 of 9 shooting from the field. Uh, hit three threes, you know, drove inside, attacked the closeout, almost had a dunk, went for the, flo- uh, the little finger roll instead. Got to the free throw line seven times. He's very good in this setting. He's been really good in his role for Canada. So solid defensively as well. Um, and it just feels like he can kind of get his shot or get a bucket. Um, he's like very clearly in terms of guys with talent, if we're just evaluating talent and ability, like Wiggins has that more than any of these other guys um, on the team. And there's plenty of talent and you're seeing RJ, you know, thrive as well. I'm not going to give RJ a, uh, a star here just because he did shoot five of 14. Uh, but there were some nice things I saw from RJ as well, including a pull up three, which was, you know, not bad. Honestly, RJ did, well, from three this season, shooting 40%, large percentage of those were in the corners. Um, but RJ's been having to play more up top as an initiator for this team. And he's done a really good job with that. Um, not giving him in the second star. I'm gonna probably give, honestly, Lou Dort the second star. He's just really fun to watch. Like, in terms of pure entertainment, he's been really, really enjoyable. Um, just seeing him come into the game and just, like, fluster people. Uh, 11 points, four, 4 of 8 shooting from the field, 3 of 6 from 3, which is the important stat. If he can be anywhere close to that on a consistent basis, uh, Nick's going to be turning to him quite a bit this summer. Uh, to go along with 3 rebounds and 3 assists, uh, a steal as well. Um, just, yeah, really, really enjoyable to watch. And then your third star, I'm going to give it to Nikhil this time. Um, didn't give it to Nikhil last game because of the, the you know, the defense. And I thought Dwight Powell should have got some more credit. Dwight was really good in this one as well. Uh, 12 points, 5 rebounds, or, or 5 of 7 from the field, uh, 5 offensive rebounds, 9 rebounds overall, 3 assists. You know, he's been very key. Um, but I, I think Nikhil's done a really good job. He's really impressed me off the bench. Um, you know, I, I think the, I mean, the fact that he contributed with 8 rebounds as well, 5 assists, uh, pushing the break, some of the skill moves he's been pulling off, how smooth he looks. Um, 
he's been he's been great. So I'm going to give him the third star. I mean, cumulatively over the two games, I think he's really been on that level. So um, very professional performance from Canada. Um, you know, and again, the result was was never really in doubt, but it was also good that they came out and uh, executed their game plan and um, you know had uh, got themselves an easy win. So they're going to have two days off. Oh, actually, the the uh, Gerald Henderson Award. I've already said this already, but uh, Hu Ming Xuan, he was uh, he was awesome. Honestly, twenty four points, nine of seventeen from the field, uh, five of ten from two, four of seven from three. Didn't really do too much else other than score. Um, but yeah, this guy literally gave you a Norman Powell stat line. Wow, twenty four points, zero rebounds, one assist. <laughs> oh man, a one steal. That is a Norm Powell stat line right there. Twenty five in twenty nine minutes of play. Super efficient, but also did nothing else. I miss you, Norm. I really do miss Norm. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he leaves Portland because Portland seems like a mess. Um, but yeah, I mean, so for for Canada, they have two days off um, tomorrow. There's gonna be another day in terms of, of matches, so we'll see what happens um, with that. Uh, in terms of the opponent that they'll play in the first round, that's gonna depend on what happens. Uh, between Turkey and Czech Republic, that game is still ongoing, um, so we'll see. Uh, but most likely, Turkey's going to beat Czech Republic. Turkey's already beaten Uruguay in, in Game 1, so they're probably going to be the first seed in Group B, which means that Canada will not play them in the semifinal. Um, Canada will probably play Czech Republic in the second semifinal, although, to be honest, I'm not totally sure. Uruguay could very well beat you know Czech Republic. In any case... Um, you know, Canada will have two days off. We'll see what happens in the results. And then back on the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, there'll be semifinals and then the finals. And so Canada is going to play the second seed, which is going to be either Czech Republic or um, Uruguay for in, in on Saturday. And if they beat those one of those two teams, which, you know, not to be presumptive, but they should, um, especially based on how well they played so far in the two games, then they'll go to the finals and we'll see what's going to be there, whether that's going to be Turkey or Greece. Um, but uh, yeah, you know it's uh, it's 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 so far everything has gone according to plan. The team's looking better, and honestly, one of the big concerns of the team was the shooting. Well, Canada shot the ball, they shot the ball fine in the two games. Uh, there were forty percent from three today, seventeen of forty three. Haven't seen like that big of an issue. Size is definitely a weakness sometimes, but they've also made up for it. Way more athletic than most teams in the tournament, and um, they're they must be feeling good as well after a few days of. Uh, of success, so that's a great start to the tournament. Canada's through, and we'll just see what happens. If they win two more games, they'll be going to the Olympics, and that would be absolutely huge for the men's program because it has been so long—literally <laughs> 21 years. So uh, we'll see. I'll be back on the weekend to recap uh, the games. And thanks everyone for listening. And once again, China—you know—it just—it you know, it didn't work out. It didn't work out, but. Um, you know, there's still a chance against Greece, so uh, I, I I probably won't be watching it, but I will be rooting for China. I will very much be rooting for China. So, jiao, Chungo, Chungo, Okay, all right. So, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll be back on the weekend. A lot can happen in the next three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.